If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim. Fill that out and that's it. All right, Barbie's everywhere right now. I don't know if you noticed this, but there's a movie coming out. (laughs) That's right. And the studio's budget just must be off the charts as far as marketing because you can't see a post online that doesn't have anything to do with Bobby, Barbie. But there's another place where you can bring Barbie and her dream house. Are you ready? Your Google Meet videos. All you have to do is say, apply those visual effects button, and then you can have Barbie's dream house all right behind you. Isn't that amazing? And what do you call a line of people who are waiting to see the Barbie movie? What do you call that line of people? Are you ready? A barbecue. That's right. And on that happy note, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this. It's America's largest show about all things digital, your most trusted source. It's called The Kim Commando Show because, after all, I'm America's beloved digital goddess, Kim Commando, here with you once again. And you can catch my award-winning show on over 420 top stations from coast to coast. And, of course, we're streaming in your favorite radio app. You just have to search for my last name, Commando. Funny how that works. And you can also find us streaming as a podcast and as a webcast commercial-free, all three hours, over at commando.com. In the upper right-hand corner, there's a link that says Commando Community, and you want to go ahead and click that button to sign up. You get a free 30-day trial, and after that, it's just a few bucks a month. And we have all these great discounts for teachers and military and veterans and service personnel. And again, you get 30 days free. So go ahead and try it up now over inside the Commando community. And you're about ready to get more tech smarts because every single thing is a tech thing nowadays. And if you're a brand new listener to the show, we're so glad that you're here. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. And a big hello and salute goes out to all of our listeners on the American Forces Network Radio. I'm talking about 375,000 U.S. servicemen and women in 175 different countries that get the Kim Commando Show. Just love that. Hey, listen, I know you have a few questions about something digital in your life I can lend a hand to, and that's why I'm here. And our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 5254 is the way to join us. And if you're just too dang shy to come on a big-time radio show and podcast, I totally get that. All you have to do is just drop me your question over at the website, commando.com, of course, upper right-hand corner, a link that says email Kim. All right. Every single day, I go to at least 30 different websites. And here are five things that you need to know that are happening right now with tech. And let's talk about how you get to work. Do you take the same route every single day? Well, let's go to Scarsdale, New York, where there's a guy by the name of David Zaras. And every day, he cruised down the road to work in a gray Chevy. He never missed a stop sign. He kept within the speed limit. But the cops in Westchester County... Uh, David's daily drive was seeming a little odd. See, they're using an AI tool there to flag potential drug routes. And they pulled him over. And what do you know? Well, inside that car, they discovered 112 grams of crap cocaine, a semi-automatic pistol, and 34 grand in cash. And turns out that David is a big-time drug dealer. So how did they get him? 
This comes from Forbes. The police use an automatic license plate recognition tool. And they want to check plates known for, they want to check the plates for any uh, known crimes, of course. But they also use it to track the driving patterns. And they have 480 cameras there. And they tracked all this for two years straight. They scanned over 16 million license plates every single week. So David's lawyer argues that the use of this AI tool, yeah, is unlawful search and seizure. And because of that, he wants the case thrown out of court and he wants David to be set free. So what do you think about that? I mean, AI tools, license plate readers, they catch a drug dealer. Let me know on Twitter. It's that's Twitter at Kim Commando. All right, moving on to number two, is there an EV in your future? And the more we learn about the massive push where everybody in government wants to electrify all of our cars and trucks in seven short years, we are have to really think about the utilities and the technology. See, President Biden has mandated that by the year 2030, half of all vehicles sold in the United States has to be EVs, whether you want them or not. Now, California has gone even further banning all gasoline vehicles by the year 2030. But as it is, California is having a really tough time just generating electricity for its residents. And meanwhile, in Texas, oil-rich Texas, they're kind of in the same boat. So without question, here's what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to build more electricity-generating plants, which is going to, what, raise the price of electricity for just about everyone. So the bottom line is that moving to EVs is not necessarily this quick fix that everybody says that it should be. All right, moving on to number three, your phone could be damaging your marriage. That's right. There's a new word for those folks who are constantly checking their phones. You know what's called? It's called fubbing or phone snubbing. And so just an example, love this. You're just in the middle of a conversation with your husband or wife, and then he's like, oh, wait a minute, I just have to check the results of the game. And you're like, um, excuse me, over here, I was the one that was talking to you. It seems harmless, but a new study out this past week found that the more that you check your phone, the more your spouse feels conflict and low intimacy. And it's the same across all relationships, really. So everyone checks their phone and you can tolerate it maybe from your boss, maybe from your friends, but not from your family and definitely not from your significant other or spouse. So if things are a little rough at home, what you want to do is just put your phone away and let's see what happens. All right, moving on to number four. Wow, this is a horrific scam I need to warn you guys and gals about. Because let's say there's an obituary to write, a funeral plans, your loved one has passed away. And here's what's going to happen. You're going to get a scam phone call that pretends to be from the funeral home. And they're going to tell you, uh, you know what, here's the deal. The cost of the funeral has gone up exponentially. And if you don't give us money right now, we won't be able to bury your loved one. We just need more money. And then you're going to sit there and go, what the heck is going on with this? What's happening? And so you may be tempted to give them more money. So what you want to do is you want to hang up with the funeral home. That's what you do. You want to hang up. Do not hit redial. You want to call them back and say, hey, uh, what's going on? So the scammers are actually on social media. They're on websites, scanning obituaries and funeral notifications. And so just keep this in mind that if you ever get a phone call like this, it's just a big time scam. And you want to go ahead and warn your family members and friends about this as well. 
And finally, number five, let's go to Colorado for this story. That's where Joshua Bowman skateboards. And one day while out riding in his board, he suffered a really bad accident. He had a sprain and he has a small fracture in his leg. It really hurt. So he heads off to the hospital. He gets checked into the room. But as he's sitting there, he looks to the right. And he notices something odd. What is going on? It's his doctor on a computer watching a YouTube video about how to do the procedure. Okay. And also how to wrap a leg with gauze uh, after the surgery. So Josh recorded a video of it. He posted over to TikTok. He said the surgery went well uh, and everything's okay, but I'm just relieved that it wasn't another body part. Could you imagine like, you know, a neurosurgeon going onto YouTube saying, oh, how do I do this? How do I wrap this head? That'd be pretty frightening. And always remember this, boys and girls. You know what they call a doctor who graduates last in his medical school? What do they call a doctor who graduates last in medical school? Are you ready? They call him doctor. Okay, imagine this. You're just doing your thing in the bathroom when out of nowhere you start hearing this weird noise. It's a buzzing noise. And then you look out the window and wow, what do you see? It's a drone up close and personal looking right at you in your bathroom. That's exactly what happened to Stephanie Marolo from Cranston, Rhode Island. Now, this invasion of privacy just doesn't end there for her. She has a young daughter and now... Just to live next door to the guy who did this to her. Okay, Stephanie's here right now with us to share a story. Uh, take us back to that day. Wow, what a crazy, frightening experience. It was very, very unsettling experience. Um, it's one of those instances, like I've been saying, it, it's too close to home. It was literally in my backyard. I, I work nights, two nights of the week, and I had just gotten home from work. I was getting ready to take a shower. I'd like to add that this was 11 o'clock at night. I am the last house on a dead end. My yard is completely fenced in. And my bathroom window faces nine-foot hedges. There is no way that anybody can see in my house, in my yard, unless they're really, you know, trying to go out of their way to see something. So I was getting ready to take a shower that Wednesday night. My window in my office open. Okay. I flipped the light on to go into the bathroom to get ready to take a shower. Something stopped me. I still had the bathroom light on, but I went into the office to go take care of something. My office window was open, like with the screen, so sure. I could hear noises outside. It was a constant buzzing, and it was a buzzing that I wasn't familiar with, so I wanted to investigate it. I have a pool, so I thought maybe it was something with my filter, maybe my pool was breaking. Sure. I immediately went outside to go see what the noise was. And as soon as I opened up my back door to go into the yard, to my left, I just saw a white drone hovering over my bathroom window. And it wasn't (laughs) flying around, Kim. Just sitting there? It was floating. It was just sitting there. And I feel like that's why the buzzing was so loud, probably from the propellers of the wings, just having it just hovering over my window. So I start yelling. The person who was flying it heard me because then... They tried to fly it out of my yard over the nine foot hedges that I was talking about. Oh, okay. But it hit the hedges and then it hit the ground. So then oh. once it hit the ground, it was in my possession. And once I had it in my hand, the first thing I could think about was to deactivate it. 
so I dumped it in my pool. That was, you know what? That was smart. That was really smart of you to do that. Yes. Quick thinking. Quick thinking. Cause I didn't want it. You know, I didn't want it to fly away. Right. Now at the time in my mind, I thought maybe it was like just some kid messing around. Sure. I brought it in my house. I took it apart. And then I started looking up what the drone was, how much it, how expensive it was. Mm -hmm. it, it was like a thousand dollar camera. It wasn't something that a child or a teenager owned. You know so, what I mean? Yeah, this is so a, that's this is when a I started getting nervous. Yeah, it's a sophisticated that's when I started getting yeah. nervous. I called the police. You know, I had something expensive in my possession. I didn't want it to come back on me that I stole it. So I tried to do the right thing and call the cops. Okay. Um, once I told the cops what had happened, they said they would look into it. A couple days passed by and I wasn't getting any answers. No one was getting back to me. And it was just, it was starting to eat at me because I felt violated and I, I just didn't know who was watching me and, and why. So I couldn't wait for the cops anymore. They had all the evidence. I took it upon myself and I reached out to DJI and I just sent a simple message to the mm -hmm. customer service chat said, Hey, what's the email address that's linked with this serial number? Oh, whoa. I sent, a picture of, I sent them a picture of the serial number. They didn't ask any questions. They gave me the email address. Wow. So from then, I said, okay, Chris J so-and-so at gmail.com. It wasn't ringing a bell. Okay. So I have a Gmail email address. I pretended to start to compose a Gmail mm -hmm. email. And when I did that, a picture popped up. Like his picture that's associated with his email. Yes. Still couldn't see it. It was all pixelated and blurry. Okay. So I had some people reverse image search, search the image, mm -hmm. depixelize it. We had a nice clear picture of him. I still don't know who it is. I have no idea who this guy is. So then from there, I did a little cross-researching. I found his Twitter that linked to the email address and the picture. And then with his email address, I found his phone number through the two-step authentication. Oh. So when you try to log into a Gmail <laughs> account. Wow. So with that, I started getting more information. I started getting more pieces. And then I, I ended up searching on the web. And everything came back to Christopher Jones. Who's Christopher Jones? Right. And then I still didn't know who it was. And I'm like, that's right behind me. I'm like, oh, my God, that's that's so-and-so's son. Like, I'm friendly with his elderly mother. Right. So I'm like, who is this guy? Okay, I always hate when I have to do this. I really do because our conversation is going so well. And this whole story, Stephanie, is just unbelievable. You must have been beside yourself when all this was coming down. But, dang, let me tell you, you really know how to hunt somebody down online. But here's the deal. This is the part I hate. Uh, we need to take a quick commercial break to pay some of the bills that we have over here. But when we pick up our conversation, Stephanie, I really want to know what you did next. Okay. And really, what happened when you got the police involved? And how are you really dealing with the fact that a sex offender had a drone okay, for who knows how long? taking sneaky pics of you and your daughter while you were in the bathroom, maybe in your yard, or who knows where else. I mean, gosh, could you just imagine just hearing that and then finding out everything that she just found out? Ugh, 
This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Now, if you're just joining us, you really need to get the podcast for this hour and listen to the first part of my chat with Stephanie Morella from Cranston, Rhode Island. Now, she's a mom with a little daughter, three years old, who is getting ready for work late one night. She works overnights. And she heard a buzzing sound that turned out to be a drone. Okay. So she's done the exhaustive homework. I'm talking about searching online. And she was so smart at it. And she figured out who the guy is. Okay. So Stephanie, tell us all what happened next. I found out that he was a registered sex offender. And I also found out that he had a few child molestation charges that go back Uh. from 1999. And it was a first and second degree child molestation. So if he had never flown that drone in my window, I would have never found out any of this about him. Now, the most disturbing part is my neighborhood, it's like three generations in the neighborhood. I bought my parents' house. I've lived there for 30 years. All of my neighbors surrounding me, Either their parents owned it or their grandparents owned it. What my point is, no one in the neighborhood had any idea about this man, what he's done. He never had to register after 2015. And I was told that due to the level of his charges, that the community didn't have to be notified. And that didn't sit well with me. Right. Especially because you have a young daughter, right? And honestly, that's all that kept going through my mind, Kim. Once I saw those child molestation charges, all I can think about was my daughter. All the times I've had her in the pool, had her friends over, how we're, you know, changing their bathing suits in the backyard, how I'm giving her a bath in the middle of the night and maybe the windows cracked Uh. open. So, so, you know what I mean? So that's when it just started. It it was eating me alive that this guy could have potentially been peeping at my daughter. Right. Besides just me. So, so what was, was he charged with anything? So once I found out all of that information, I called the cops again that Thursday night and <laughs> said, I did your work for you. <laughs> here it is. Basically. Yep. Here you go on a silver platter. They still wouldn't arrest him. They would not arrest him that Thursday night. Um, my father confronted him. No violence or anything like right. that. Okay. My father just confronted him like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. What What are you doing with all of this footage? Why are you doing this? There's something wrong with you. And he just kept saying, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, well. So that caused him to call out of his job the next day because he thought he was going to jail because obviously he knew there was something bad on that video camera. Mm-hmm. And let me add that we didn't look at the footage. We just handed it right over to the cops. We never I was, you know, was going to ask you that. I, I was going to ask you that, Stephanie, if you actually looked to see what was on there. Nope. I was trying to just, you know, give it to the cops, let them investigate it, do the right thing. Um, so going back to that Friday, he had called out of work because he was under the impression that he was going to go to jail because he was obviously guilty. The cops showed up at his house that Friday, not because of me, 
but because his boss at his job called the police to do a wellness check on him because they thought he was going to commit suicide. Okay. So the police went to his house to do a wellness check on him and he just basically admitted everything. That, oh, I thought you were coming here to pick me up because of this, this, and that. Basically just incriminated himself. And then they ended up arresting him. And I think he was out of jail before my daughter's dance recital was done that, that evening. He was back home the next day. I had to pay hundreds of dollars out of my own pocket to file a restraining order. He didn't even have to get out on bail. Like, he didn't have to pay to get out on bail. And he just got hit with a no trespassing order. He can't trespass on my property. Okay. And he is still living behind me. And he's not due back in court until October. Wow. That is a crazy story. Uh, I mean, makes you want to move, right? I want him to move. Yeah. Because I'm on it. Like, the way I see it, he violated the whole neighborhood. You know, he's not doing right by his neighbors. He's being very sneaky. He's being very creepy. God only knows what else he's done. The more I talk to my neighbors, like, remember I was saying that, you know, Mm -hmm. all the houses in my neighborhood go back like three generations. Right. When I talk to the elderly people in my neighborhood, I found out that he's been spoken to multiple times in the past from men, from creeping on their wives in the windows when he was younger. So oh. he clearly didn't learn his lesson. Wow. So you have, so until October, you're sitting there or until he decides to move or until they decide to put yep. the house up for sale. And wow. Um, you know, yeah. it's good that you have the whole neighborhood now behind you, you know, that I, I, they, they've told me that, you know, I have more support than I think. And, they, um, and they're going to be on the lookout. They will. Definitely. And they're going to be, they're going to be looking to, to see this guy and to see what he's doing, to watch him. And that may be enough for him to just say, I got to get the heck out of here. I'm hoping so. Well, you know what? I'm proud of you for everything that you've done. Uh, I'm astounded about how you were able to track this person down. And I would, you know, from a mom to a mom, Okay, you you're not a bad mom. Okay, I just want to tell you Thank that. You. I mean, Thank you. because I'm sure you're sitting there saying, "What what more could I have done? What else could I have done?" And maybe I shouldn't have left her alone in the in the tub or change her bath her bathing suit because she was wet and I didn't want her to get the floor wet in the kitchen. And it's not that big exactly. of a deal. Okay, and even like my my daughter's three. You know, last year when we were potty training her, she was in the backyard in her diaper, just running around. Right. Like I said, we're the last house on a dead end surrounded by bushes. This. So, so you did everything right. I mean, Thank you, Kim. I appreciate that. Because, you know, you, you, you have the, the shrubs. You're at the end of the street. You never would have thought something horrendous like this would ever happen. Okay. Never. And, and now, now the mama bear's out. Okay. So you keep that mama and bear right there. What I'd like to add to Kim, and like you said, the mama bear's coming out. Every single house that surrounds this man's house in my neighborhood, they're all children, little girls at that. And on top of that, my cul-de-sac is directly across the street from a middle school. Mm-hmm. So he shouldn't even be over there. Because if he's doing that to me, imagine what he's doing maybe when they're outside running the track for Jim. Or, or it was pretty brazen, Stephanie, for him to go over the nine-foot hedge and to bring that drone right there. And yes. obviously... 
he knew what he was doing wrong because he tried to get that thing the hell out of there before he got caught. But so keep us keep us posted. Okay, let us know what happens. Absolutely. Thanks for being here, Stephanie. Appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. Now, I want to tell you, there are ways to search for sex offenders in your area. But unlike in Stephanie's case, the offender didn't need to register, but maybe you'll find out who is registered in your area. So first of all, there's the National Sex Offender public website. Okay, I'm not going to give you the address because it's one of those letters that you're going to miss put down, miss, miss, you're going to put them down incorrectly, and then suddenly you're going to end up at some porno site. But again, it's the National Sex Offender Public Website. That's where you can search for sex offenders by name or location. Now, many states also have their own online sex offender registry. So you can just search for your state and then sex offender registry. The same thing with county and local law enforcement. There are also these third-party websites. Um, Family Watchdog is actually terrific. Again, that's Family Watchdog. So, you know, if you haven't done this ever, if you haven't done it for a long time, this is something that you want to pass along to your family members and friends, and you should do it as well. Just take a look and see who is exactly in your neighborhood, because I did it. Wow, it's pretty frightening. Um, It really is. Uh, So if you haven't done that for a while, you might want to check it out. All right, this week we're going to be talking about genius voice commands that will change your life. Yes, I assure you, because maybe you're still sitting there fumbling with the keypad on your phone and trying to do it with one thumb or maybe two thumbs, and you're like, oh, I've got big thumbs, I've got little thumbs, I don't know what I'm doing, or it's just a complete time waster. So that's when you want to start using your voice with your device, because I'll tell you, it really is a time saver. Like, uh, let's say, for example, you want to turn on the flashlight. Instead of going to your phone and then finding the flashlight icon and then tapping that or the app, which you don't need, by the way, is that you can just say the wake word, which I'm not going to do on this show or podcast because then everybody's devices will wake up, is you just want to say, turn on the flashlight. And when you're done, you say wake word, turn off the flashlight. That's pretty amazing. Now, you can also say, show me photos. So let's say you're sitting there with your family members and friends and you're having a cocktail and someone says, hey, you know, show me some pictures last year of you guys on the beach. And you're like, oh, okay, hold on. Let me find them. Mm-mm-mm. That is so old school. All you have to do is say your wake word and then say, show me pictures of L on the beach in December of 2022 or pictures of your dog or whatever it is. It's really kind of uh, amazing. And then you can get super fancy and you can say, show me photos of Ella in February in Rome at the Vatican. And so see how you can just keep going on and on because right now the photo recognition is pretty phenomenal. Okay, next up, remind me of. Yes, so if you need to get milk or you need to take the dog or whatever it may be, you can always say remind me of things. Uh, How long until, that's when the kids say how long until I turn 16, how long until Christmas, whatever it is, you can have your phone do the work for you. You can also search your app. So you can say, hey, wake word, get me a ride through Uber and it'll open it up. Same thing with Google. You can say, uh, play Frank Sinatra on Spotify, whatever it may be. You can add things to your calendar. See, this is what I'm talking about is that you have all these great commands. So next time you start sitting there and you're fumbling with your phone, I want you to use your noggin and say, hey, Kim told me to use my voice. You can use your outside voice if you want to. All right, Glenn in Atlanta, Georgia. Well, I am uh, enjoying vacation down in Amelia Island for 
for the week. So nice uh, calling you from vacation. Nice. I must I must really rate up there then, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. So how can I help you? So my problem is we have a small remote team and we use um, PDF software mm-hmm. to uh, collaborate. Uh, so we're using it to create and edit and review. But we'd like to come up with a way that we can use uh, a PDF software that's online and we can collaborate in the software at the same time. Well, here's my problem. Okay. Uh, PDFs are not generally collaborative. Um, What type of documents are they? So they tend to be like financial reports or some sort of um, uh, report with um, um, it'll have um, just general just uh, paragraphs in it and also tables. Okay. And there's no way that you can put this in like a, a Google Sheet? No, because we need to check formatting and things like that. So we need to have kind of a final product that we're okay. looking at and reviewing. Okay. The reason why I bring this up is because, you know, general terms, generally speaking, is that when you're looking to collaborate, which I do all day long with my entire team, is that you do that inside of a tool that's made for collaboration, like Google Docs or mm-hmm. Microsoft Word. And then when you get done with it, then you save it out as a PDF so that nobody gotcha. else can, then nobody else can change it. And you can put right. different restrictions on it. Now, that said, uh, you can try to use Canva. And I don't know if you've tried to use that. That's C-A-N-V-A. Mm. Good idea. Yeah, uh, we haven't. Uh, we have played around with that for more proposals and things, but that's a good idea. Yeah, Canva it, it does um, it does allow for collaboration, but you have to. It's the pro version, uh, and I'm not sure if it's going to be the 100 percent solution. Uh, but you can try. You know, Adobe, of course. You know, the makers mm-hmm. of the P, of PDF. If you haven't tried that already, you might want to try that. But you know, Canva seems to be doing things that other sites and other programs kind of have left by the wayside. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like if you don't innovate, you evaporate. Right. And, and that's where I see Canva going. I mean, you know, not only can you make all your social media posts and logos and, um, uh, you know, Facebook and you know, whatever it is that you want to create artistically is that they seem to be coming in with these other tools. So, uh, so try that. Again, it's canva.com, and it's just, it just it's their PDF editor. And again, you're going to have to uh, pay for that pro version in order to use it. But if that doesn't work, then you might want to take a look, as I mentioned, at a real collaborative solution like Google Docs or Microsoft Online. And thanks for your call today, Glenn. And go have a drink with an umbrella. You're on vacation. You know, when we talk about real-time collaboration, if you've never tried this with your team, it is a real time and money saver as well as a productivity enhancer. Like, for example, you can work on documents in real time. You can access these documents anywhere, anytime. You also have version control, and you can see history so you know who changed what. And then it also integrates with communication tools. So if you're using Google Workspace, it also works with Google Mail and Google Chat and Docs and everything else associated with Google. So If you're sitting there trying to still deal with Word docs, forget it on your own and emailing them. No, no, no. Collaboration is key. All right. We all print lots of sensitive stuff. I'm talking about job offers, legal documents, tax papers. But what's between you and your printer? And 
For example, let's start with Canon. Their privacy policy says that they can collect all sorts of stuff from you, files, images, descriptions, even metadata, and they don't come clean whether or not they share the content of all the documents that you print. Now, what if you are using printing services and talking like places like FedEx? Well, FedEx says that in their privacy policy, they can collect user uploaded information. Okay, that seems to me to think like that's everything that you're printing while you're there at FedEx. Now, what if you print at Staples? Well, be aware that they can keep and store personal data, including copy and print materials. So again, that's everything that you're printing at Staples. So you just want to keep that in mind that if you're going to be printing anything super confidential or sensitive, don't be using those services. Hey, do me a solid and tell three friends about the Kim Commando Show because knowledge is power and you can find me at commando.com. This program is a copyrighted production of Westar Multimedia Entertainment and protected by the copyright laws. Any rebroadcast or use of this program for commercial, business, economic, or financial purposes without the written permission of Westar Multimedia Entertainment is strictly prohibited. Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. (laughs) Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, But I'm going to get you that budget. Just as soon as... Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart, Brian.